0: Support for this podcast comes from CityCast Denver. CityCast Denver is the daily local podcast that tackles stuff you've been wondering about Denver. Would a Denver Olympics be a good thing? Will the cost of housing ever come back down to earth? Is Casa Bonita still Casa Bonita if the food is tasty? Each morning, CityCast Denver brings you the hidden gems and unexpected discussions you actually want to hear. Plus, a dose of local news to get you up to speed. Hosted by lifelong Denverite Bree Davies, every episode of CityCast Denver is the local conversation you won't want to miss. Made by Denverites for Denverites. Find CityCast Denver on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Underground.
2: Hello and welcome to Underground at the Showcase, an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase powered by Youth On Record. I'm Genevieve Glimp here with Danny Akery. Danny, how are you doing?
3: Oh, I am just delighted to be here. We are recording all weekend at Mutiny Information Cafe on South Broadway with a number of artists who are performing at this year's festival. In this episode, we are joined by Mike, Mark, and Lenny from the Trujillo Company, a Denver-based rock and roll power trio. Even though they performed their first show in late January 2018, they earned a nomination for the Best Rock Band in Denver's 2019 Westward Music Awards Poll. The band most recently recorded their single, Cane" at the Blasting Room in Fort Collins. The song, Novocaine, was included in the top 100 singles ranked by Spotify streams July through September 2021. So let's take a listen. Truio Company, thank you so much for being on here. Welcome to uh, Underground at the Showcase.
4: Thanks for
1: having us. What's up, guys? Thank you.
3: (laughs) How are you guys feeling today? Feeling good. Excited. Hell yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) It's the big day. (laughs) And you guys performing today, right? Yeah, so the high dive, 6 p.m. Cool. Mm -hmm. Well, we're right across the street. Yeah, I made it easy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So let's just get right into it. What was the inspiration?
1: create a band when uh, I was in junior high I decided that I wanted to try to play guitar so uh, I did uh, I did my best impressions in front of the mirror to to, uh, (laughs) pretend like I was playing with the bands that I loved on the radio and stuff but uh, it was definitely the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin was the one track that stood out to me that was just like I don't know how he's making that sound but I want to do that someday so
4: I would, I would just, I know this is a typical answer, but I would have to say the Beatles just because uh, once I started diving into their music and realizing how, yeah, how insanely like sophisticated and complex it was, I just, it kind of just blew my mind. And I, I wasn't like trying to be the Beatles or as good as the Beatles or even close to that, but it just made me realize how much you could do with music. So, Definitely. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Lenny. I'm the drummer. Um... I think the uh, first time I heard We Will Rock You uh, yeah. by Queen, um, that was, uh, and it, it, drums, I didn't find drums, drums found me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think uh, my mom said I was little when I could bang on pots and pans and that was the only thing that kept me occupied. So uh, it, was, it was just destiny. <laughs> Beautiful, great origin stories, love yeah. it.
2: <laughs> so speaking of origin stories, what was the moment like when you first played together and everything kind of clicked into place? Can you describe that?
1: Yeah. Um, Lanny and I got together to jam in 2017, and we'd known each other for for about 10 years at the time.
0: Close to that. Yeah. 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 And uh, we, we kept on touch on Facebook. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then finally we were like, hey, uh, we should get together and play. And uh I had written a couple like just ideas for songs. And uh, the first time that we ever got together to play, uh, I had sent him the track and we like clicked instantly on it. And so, Lenny just kind of looked at me and I looked at Lenny and I knew that I was like, all right, well, we could, there's something here if we like wanted to pursue it, you know, so.
0: Yeah, it was pretty magical. Um, a lot of musicians don't uh, get the opportunity to have that instant, um, Creativeness, that feeding off each other the first day, the first few minutes. Um, So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you guys, um, if I'm correct, you met at a birthday party, didn't you? Oh,
0: someone did that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, good job. Yeah. Yeah, Mutual friend. Yeah. Jim Beasley. uh, um, He said, Mike Trujillo, this is Lenny Trujillo. I just moved here from L.A., I just moved to Denver from LA and uh, met Mike. We had a lot of the same interests, uh, our last names. Uh, <laughs> we're not related, uh, but um, we talked about all the bands we love and music we love and told him about things that I did back home. And um, seven or eight years later, we got together. Uh, and that was the beginning of the Trujillo Company.
1: Yeah, shout out to Jim Beasley.
0: Yeah, shout out to Jim the Sin.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it was kismet that you met, um, but is it ever difficult to collaborate as a band? Do you ever...
1: You know, I think uh, we just, like, naturally... Uh, fortunately, we haven't like had an issue with that. Um, we can kind of get to the point at this, where we can read each other's minds when we're starting to play. Like we're thinking about going in the band. And the nice thing is since we added Mark uh, officially last year, like we've just really meld together really nicely. And them as a unit together, uh, holding down uh, you know the back end of things, like it really just like smooths everything out. Because when we were just two, uh, you know it was a little a little uh you know a little rough around the edges uh, just carrying so much so much weight uh, with between the two but having mark here is just, like really balanced us out and I, th- I think it's really in- improved
0: us and uh, help- helped each other grow as musicians too so yeah.
3: definitely
0: it was definitely a different writing process with the two piece uh, mm-hmm. uh, with drums and guitar there was a lot that I had to feel but as soon as Mark jumped in, it was supernatural. It was like he was there the whole time. So
3: yeah.
0: um, Mark's been absolutely amazing.
3: Mark, how how was that? Just jumping in
4: with these guys? It was great. I mean, so I've I've actually known Mike for going on 15 years at this Definitely. point. Yeah, <laughs> and we've, we've kind of played together off and on, and you know other like random projects or you know cameos in each other's band that sort of thing. And uh, so you know I've known Mike. We've been friends for a long time, and. Uh, I've always wanted to be in, like, a project with him, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it was it was really special. It was just the right time, you know. It was right after the mm-hmm. pandemic, and I was kind of having, like, a, a bit of an existential crisis about, like, I, didn't, I hadn't, you know, I didn't play music for almost that whole year of 2020, which was crazy, and it was kind of this, like, oh, my God, am I a musician? Who am <laughs> I now? Like, what am I? So I jumped in with these guys, and it was, like, oh, my gosh, that's right. Like, this is such an important part of me and uh yeah we just clicked i mean that first the first song i feel like you yeah. know just i don't know we just clicked together and we could just feel the excitement it was palpable like as soon as we were done playing that first track so definitely it was great
0: yeah. and and our first show i believe was with mark's band yeah mm-hmm. yeah at the time oh, okay yeah, yeah so that was uh yeah. definitely some uh, hocus pocus going on. There. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Some some good magic in the air for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah. And how did the
3: pandemic affect you guys? Like it, individually, like how did how did the pandemic kind of um create the Truvio company?
1: Yeah, you know, um you know, the crazy thing about the pandemic is that we we had built so much momentum heading into 2020 that things were rolling we had just, re- we just filmed a music video we had our video release the high dive it was an awesome night with some great bands packed house and literally things shut down uh, like a week and a half later Man. and every show that we had on the docket was being cancelled all these shows that we had that were going to be great opportunities and uh, you know it all fell to the wayside and you know things we didn't even get to announce that were like Oh yeah, we're going to announce this in the next couple of months. And, you know, unfortunately we didn't get to do that. So it was, it was having to like really take the step back and realize that like live music wasn't going to be a thing for a while, mm-hmm. you know, and it was just more like focusing on how are we just going to survive through the world, which was mind boggling at the time too, you know, <laughs> and like with, I have little kids. And so, you know, it was this whole thought process of like, you know, little kids are more susceptible to catching COVID and, you know, in the early days, I remember like, you know, I didn't have good masks and stuff like that at the time yeah. either. So, you know, I'm double bandanas and, you know, like the whole thing on my face. And, you know, I was all freaked out. I used to, I was guy with the gloves at the grocery store everywhere, you know, and like sanitizing my gloves while I was there, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, bringing home the groceries, like mm-hmm. you know, sanitizing everything in the garage. So yeah. I didn't bring it into the house. You know, changing in the garage before you came in the house, you know, like, so (laughs) it was
3: intense. Yeah,
1: it was like a whole, like, unknown because there was no, like, oh, yeah, this is the cure to COVID or, you know, so it was just like, Mm -hmm. as musicians and and realizing that our whole world is based around playing in a public forum, Mm -hmm. around people, tight rooms, sweaty, breathing on each other, you know, it was just like, how are we going to pivot to adjust and, and try to keep, you know some momentum going through uh what was going on and then uh it was it was definitely like i ha- have to take a step back and you know think of the greater good for the world and the nice thing was that we were able to continue to write during the pandemic yeah. and uh you know put out put out some um, some new material and stuff and then, and then like say a year later um you know in twenty twenty one we added mark in the band and you know, we were able to be in a room and physically play and, you know, uh, you know, getting vaccinated and, uh, you know, doing everything in our part to to try to make, you know, make our rock and roll dreams possible again. Yeah.
4: Definitely. I think that's a pretty, like, typical story, you know, like (laughs) not to diminish, you know, how it was for for these guys and for us. But, yeah, that's a typical story of the, you know, we had momentum going in in 2019. We were ready in 2020 and then just shut down. You know, I know so many people that, had that same experience it's it's a bummer but yeah. it feels like we're finally emerging from it or at least yes. you know some version of that that's real and sustainable definitely yeah, <laughs> yeah. i concur
0: um
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> just uh, no it, it was rough
0: but i mean um mike and i took advantage of a lot of time uh to write new material and then we discussed you know things in the future like hey really think we should add uh a bass player or a utility guy, you know, someone who can come in and really um, you know, pick things up. Yeah. And um lo and behold, we got Mark and it's it's been uh, epic ever since. So awesome. Yeah, it's been great.
1: Yeah, you know what's kinda cool about it too is that uh it was almost like the end of a of an era as Trujillo Company too, like everything had been built to that point and then the world shut down. And then when we were coming out of it, it was nice because then we had new energy, new member, new breath, you know, and a whole new approach and stuff. So. It was almost like shedding the cocoon of you know what we were and growing into the beautiful monarch that we currently are. Beautiful, Fla- flapping <laughs> our wings and
0: love it. Love it.
2: <laughs> Speaking of transforming into a butterfly, let's talk about some of your music. Um, so some of it has a political message behind it. Could you guys talk about why it was important for you to speak in that way?
1: Yeah, you know. Um, I think, I think it's good to uh, use your platform to, to speak out against injustices and uh, inequalities that you see. And, you know, it's it's pretty easy to stay quiet and not say anything about it. But, uh, you know, growing up Latino and experiencing, you know, some hatred in the world, uh, you know, just it was 2020 was super palpable and you could just feel and see what was happening in the country and... Uh it's hard it's hard to just stay quiet on that you know so mm-hmm. uh I think we do it tastefully enough that uh you know we're not like bashing you in the face with our views or anything but you know it's definitely it's in the lyrics it's in the uh the tones of the songs and uh, uh I think I think we've been fortunate enough to to be able to like share our view with the world without uh, like say smash you in the face with a baseball bat or something so yeah
4: yeah, and I'm trying to be preachy about it. You know, right. it's easy to it's easy to hide. It's easy to, like, you know, keep that stuff to yourself or just stay neutral, you know, because you don't want to be confrontational or whatever. But I feel like especially after 2020 and everything that was going on, it's kind of like you just can't be like that anymore. You know, again, we're not trying to be like a super political band or anything. We're not, you know, anything like that. But it's important to express yourself like that. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's yeah, definitely it's- part of part of the message and you know part of what we're trying to do yeah sure. it's it's i think it's essential to be
3: like relevant as mm-hmm. like as a as a band as an artist you know to yeah. kind of put use yeah use your platform to put your message out there so i want to talk about the song novocaine because mm-hmm. my favorite song you hey, guys <laughs> right are crazy <laughs> Thank um, you. Uh, so you talk about being numb while the entire world around you is burning so novocaine what is it? What is it? The metaphor is it like you know everyone's on their phones while this whole world's crashing by, just you know, scrolling endlessly. Like, tell us about the the process of writing it and you know what it means to you and what it means. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well. Well. Good job. I think. Uh, I think you nailed it on the head. So. <laughs> we'll be right there. Now. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know. I just. Uh, we at that time we had really all you could do is be in your house, hmm. and you know everyone just living their life through social media and you know, like you catch yourself doing it. Like, Oh, I don't, I'm sitting here I don't have anything to do. And then all of a sudden two seconds later, here I am on Instagram or, uh, you know, and then things appear differently in, in the world of social media than they do in real life too. So, you know, it's just that thought process of like trying to get through the week, And then realizing that, like, you just got to do it all over again. Like, even though the weekend's here, well, it's like Monday, I got to go back to work, you know? And uh, just the feeling of anxiety of, like, having to deal with what's happening in the world and trying to stay afloat while trying to navigate your own life but then at the same time everything around you was just falling to pieces and millions and millions of people were dying and you know the the ocean was on fire <laughs> you know like I mean there's like so many different things where it was just like mind-blowing to me and and yet people felt you know it seemed like everyone was a little passive on just like oh it's okay it's like the meme you know like mm-hmm. you know this is fine you know we're just sitting <laughs> yeah, in the middle yeah. of the fire you, you know you're, it was just like it felt like a sense of like real life at that time that like Everything's going bad but at the same time people are like eh whatever it's it's mm-hmm. just another day and you know getting that dose of mm-hmm. of uh, adrenaline or you know dopamine novocaine just kind of numbing yourself to you know what was going on yeah i mean it literally the world was burning Dude, like what, <laughs> yeah so. yeah the forest fires <laughs> i mean colorado was like ablaze and you know it's just mm-hmm. it's uh you know the, it's a trip to see that you know, I'm a firm believer in climate change is real. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's hot right now. It's scorching <laughs> out there. And, you know, the Europe's having the hottest summer ever right now that they've ever had. And, you know, it's just if, if certain things don't happen, then, you know, there, there's only one planet. So. Yeah. And how,
3: how does the. Well, one planet to live on. That's what I mean. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no planet B. Yeah, yeah
1: they're like, You're, yeah. there's nine, bro. <laughs> like, like, oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, how does the, the instrumental come together when you're so you're writing these lyrics how do how do you want to um kind of uh push that message with the instrumental
1: uh you know I I think typically I will write with the music first mm-hmm. and then and then kind of put in like placeholder melodies I learned that lesson from Kurt Cobain from a long time we like doing research on him and that he would literally just like hum the patterns and the melodies that he wanted to do vocally mm-hmm. over what he was playing and then and then you kind of, you know, uh, the great thing about having phones now is a voice recorder yeah. on the iPhone <laughs> so easy that I can put down an idea and then I can just sit there all day and, and listen to the idea and then hear the the vocal ideas going on in my head and, you know, uh, kind of putting pieces together and thinking in terms of like, oh, this, this would actually rhyme pretty well with this or mm-hmm. being able to paint a picture because you can listen back to that stuff. But I think that's the key is like starting off with like a really solid foundation with a guitar riff or, uh, some kind of melody that you can just kind of keep building on. Definitely, yeah.
4: I mean, like most of the time with the new material that we're writing, uh, typically Mike comes in with with an idea of like, you know, a rhythmic idea that he has and, you know, and then kind of like a melodic idea for vocals. And usually it's just, it's just a, you know, a bass outline for something. And then, <clears throat> you know, we just kind of start playing it together in that process of, you know, feeling it out, kinda of just it you know, we just sort of let we almost let it write itself, you know, like mm-hmm. you just feel out what, what feels right, what feels natural with us and our dynamic and it kinda of puts itself together as far as, you know, we gotta have another chorus here. We need a bridge here and, you know, 100%. we kinda of just ride that wave a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what
3: would you describe your guys's like sound? Like I think of it as, you know, grungy, you know, kind of heavy. What, yeah. what do you guys say?
0: I'm gonna say it's more bluegrassy. <laughs> no, <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's. Yes. A, I mean, you
3: guys are a trio. It's jazz, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we're
0: really big into Joni Mitchell and. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually true. That's yeah. true. Uh, no, I think we. It's. It's. It's generally because we have a lot of the same influences, I guess, but we're different, you know. Yeah, I think you're right with like
1: the grungy Phil, yeah. though. But you know, it's like a. Like heavy blues element, too, mm. to, you know. Like, uh, it is always a little hard to like categorize yourself. You always just say rock, but then people are just right. like, Well, what is rock, man? You know? like, so, <laughs> yeah, it's so, pretty
4: broad. broad. But, yeah. yeah, you
1: know, we're, like, heavy rock, but uh, that's a,
4: how I try to describe it to heavy people. Heavy rock, yeah. But if they ask for more, I try to be like, Oh, you know, it's kind of it's a little like maybe desert garage rock or something yeah, or, you no, know yeah. it's, okay. it's like a, it's like a grungy <laughs> dirty rock and roll but it has it definitely has this kind of deserty california kind of feel and mm. i don't know if it's because lenny's from california or what it is, <laughs> but i don't know it has it has that feel to
3: it you know definitely. yeah because i don't know i've been seeing um just personally just like this whole nine like early 90s like grunge kind of vibe
1: aesthetic like coming back and yeah do you, have you guys noticed that at all? Oh, definitely. 100%. You could see the trends over the last like 10 years of mm-hmm. like what comes back around. Everything's really, uh, you know, it's cycling. Yeah, it's coming back. And so there was a, a time where I was just like, okay, the 80s pop keyboardy sound was like coming really dominant, like 2008, 2013 ish, mm-hmm. you know, and that. Uh, and I was just like, okay, well, if it's at the '80s right now,
0: then, then, <laughs> we then, gotta progress. Yeah, yeah. you know,
1: the, <laughs> and then of course we're gonna hit that. Like people are gonna want that '90s sound, and then even fashion is like very cyclical. You know, with got uh, the docks. Nice got the docks. rocking the docks, yeah. man. I had, man, I had a pair of oxblood docks, Ooh. and those are those are my favorite. And I I got, <laughs> I got them at. Uh, at the gap and I, and I remember that they they fell apart I took them to a school dance and they fell apart oh. and my dad took them back and they didn't want to like bring them back and he was like they fell apart at a school dance can you please refund them <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah. no yeah but it was interesting because I, you could literally see that like even fashion was, like, going back more 90s mm-hmm. uh, vibes, you know, even the new Gap commercials, oddly enough, I don't know why I keep talking about the Gap, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was just, None like, sponsored. flannel, and, you know, I mean, I'm wearing flannel today. It's it's still, like, you know, people were navigating back toward that, and so I was just, like, well, naturally, music's going to go with with how fashion's going, too, so it's, yeah. uh, I think it's great because, mm-hmm. you know, at the at the essence of it, that period of time was just, like, Great rock and roll music was happening, so you know it's Definitely. like Alice in Chains and Nirvana and Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden, like that whole mm-hmm. Seattle scene, and then everything that was happening down in California, uh, and in, the, in LA and stuff too. So it's a, uh, it's it's actually pretty nice to see the, the the rock vibe is coming back, you know. Definitely.
2: Yeah on the on the topic of rock, I I think it's super interesting because it's got a really long legacy and it's i feel like it's heavily debated on what constitutes rock music so i wanted to ask you guys individually what does rock mean for you
4: you know now or maybe maybe not anymore i feel like there was a period of time where it was so it, it was like subgenres amongst subgenres it's like oh well now you're indie rock oh but now you're like now you're shoegaze and now you're dream pop and all this stuff like Maybe, maybe like, you know, a little bit, like, more energetic music that's just, like, very expressive, you know? I, I don't really know how else to say it because you can call so many different things rock, so.
0: Rock is an attitude and a way of life.
1: Yeah. I, I like that, man, with the attitude. Uh It's like a snarl, you know? You got... Uh, it's grit. Yeah, grit, and uh, it's dirty, it's sweaty, and it's simplistic at its core, too. I, I think that's, like, the best part because... Anybody can pick up a guitar and mess around with it and turn on a distortion. And that, that scene in Back to the Future, plugging it in, putting it yeah. all the way to the max and hitting that first note, you know, and like blowing you back, like wanting that experience and knowing that like you can learn three, four chords and be able to write music off of these three, four chords rather than, you know, trying to jump out and be like, oh, I'm going to be a jazz pianist. Or, you know, like, like I need to learn all these chords. and progressions and you know the flow of music but at the at the heart of like rock music it's literally you can play two chords chunk it over and over acdc's made millions of dollars yeah. off of that you know yeah. so same four chords yeah <laughs> you know um but i i think that's you know it just goes back to what lenny said it's an attitude of, mm. a moxie you know and you're mm. pepping your step i think
4: there's like also like a timelessness kind of to it as well i mean you know because you know here here's this kid hearing the immigrant song which was recorded in uh, 1967 or something Yeah, and, you know and in, in the early <laughs> <now. laughs> <laughs> you yeah, got his you yeah, know the expert right? <laughs> and, you know and and that song like i can't even imagine what people were thinking back in the 60s when they heard that but still like the first time you hear that song you're like oh man that is nasty in yeah. like all the best ways and uh i think there's just like um there's like a a, a relevance that it tends to have where no matter what time period it's from you know it, it makes you feel something no matter how old you are or whatever so definitely
3: and very quickly before we kick you guys out of here uh what is some advice you want to give to these some beginning artists just like a little little snippet of wisdom Lenny you've been dropping wisdom all throughout <laughs> the podcast because
0: I'm old <laughs> um Do this, do what you do because you love it. And I always tell young people that uh, don't do it for any other reason. Um, You can do this basically your whole life and not get the brass ring, but you'll have the memories, the relationships, the things you've built throughout decades of playing music, which you can't buy. So love what you do and be real about it.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And where can we find where can we find your stuff, guys?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, anywhere music streaming is available, uh, especially on Spotify, Apple Music, but uh, on uh, social medias, Facebook's The Trujillo Company, and then Twitter, Instagram, and everything else is uh, at the Trujillo CO. CO is short for company. Yes. I have to explain that to people. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's not co, it's company. That's right. It's right.
1: <laughs> awesome.
3: Well, it's been so it's been amazing having you guys. Thank you so much for being on here. Yeah. Appreciate nice. it. Thank Thanks you. for having
0: us. Thank you guys. Thank you, guys.
2: Underground at the Showcase is an official podcast of the Underground Music Showcase and a production of Youth on Record. You can learn more about Youth on Record at youthonrecord.org and on social media at Record.
3: You can stream our show anywhere you listen to podcasts. Please like, follow, and subscribe. Our team includes Lauren Francisco, Sean King, and Akella Stallings. This episode was edited and mixed by Tierney Worthen. Our executive producers are July Jones and David Layden. Additional music for this episode was provided by 88.
2: We want to give a big thanks to Mutiny Information Cafe for hosting us. You can learn more about Mutiny at mutinyinfocafe.com.
3: Thank you for tuning into the show. I'm Danny Akery
2: And I'm Genevieve Glimp, and you are listening to Underground The Showcase.